Well, hello, everybody. Welcome in to another episode of The Big Picture with Larry Raglan. And of course, as you can see on the screen, and by now you should know it, I am Larry Raglan. And I'm representing today because I know my brother that's coming on here is a big Roll Tide fan. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. You don't even know how excited I am about this program. You know, I bring on guests here sometimes, but then there's all, then, but then there's the occasional, uh, I, I call him uh, just superstar guest. This man right here has changed my life. I'm so thankful to have our special guest on the big picture today because, you know, we always tell you that's what we want to do is show you the big picture. And there's not many people on the Internet and on YouTube and, and just in the kingdom in general that is helping the kingdom of God see the big picture. Now, before we bring our guest in today, and I'm going to tell you who it is in just a minute because I know you just wait and wait and wait and can't wait to see who it is. Uh, I want to make sure that you hit that subscribe button down below. Uh, hit that thumbs up button. Share it. Uh, if you listen to this on the podcast only, make sure you follow it. Give us a five-star review that helps us big time in what we're trying to do. Without further ado, I'm going to bring in the man, the myth, the legend, ladies and gentlemen, and I can see he is representing as well, Pastor Paul Begley. Yeah, go roll time. <laughs> I look at you, look at you. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, I'm, I'm going to have a whole lot of Auburn fans, Georgia fans, and all of them are going to be real mad at me today, brother. I'm going to be, a, you know, Notre Dame did beat Alabama in basketball the other night. That is true. That is true. You that's, are, a very, that's a very small constellation. I really don't even like to count that. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, Pastor yeah. Paul, uh, it is an honor to have you with us. Pastor Paul, uh, you know, I love what you, what on the bio, the lead on your bio on your website is Pastor Paul Begley is excited about salvation. I love that. Pastor Paul is, has been evangelizing all over the world and pastoring for many years. He's a fourth generational preacher. His father, grandmother, great-grandfather, been blessed to be a part of the great Azusa Street Revival. And, of course, many of you know Pastor Paul because of the great outreach that he does through his YouTube channel. Uh, he continues evangelizing as a tent evangelist, preaching all over the country. I am so excited. Welcome, Pastor Paul, to the big picture. Thank you so much, uh, Bishop. It is a pleasure. It's an honor to be here. I love the fact that you're doing the big picture. Thank we you. need somebody who can, can understand the big picture. Yes, sir. Well, you know, you're a great inspiration to me uh, for so long. I felt like that we needed to do a, a YouTube channel. We felt like we needed to do a podcast. And, uh, you know, I just started watching your show, and you just inspired me. You continue to inspire me. Uh, Pastor Paul Bigley's voice booms through my house all the time. Uh, you're on speakerphone. My wife's walking around. You're on people's, uh, my, my son-in-law and my daughter lives with me now. They're listening to you. You're on our TV. You're, you're everywhere, man. You, you are just you are you god is using you tremendously in the kingdom pastor and i want to thank god for all that he's doing and of course i know you couldn't do it without your lovely wife heidi absolutely forget about it i mean yeah but she keeps everything going and moving and keeps me on the straight and narrow path amen between her and the lord i might make it okay? yes yeah that's, that's right <laughs> well you know i tell you the, these these are the real deal y'all that uh, that may not be familiar with pastor paul i'm going to tell you a little bit later in the broadcast how you can connect with him these guys are the real deal. And what I love is, you know, there's a lot of big names and all that in what we call uh, the the online presence of Christianity. And 
Uh, but a lot of times you get around them and they're just, they're just, well, Frank, I'm being real with you, Pastor. They're just not friendly. They're not really, I don't think about, I'm, I worry about their seriousness uh, for the gospel. Uh, but I love to be around people like Pastor Paul and Pastor Heidi. They are such special people. Guys, they are the real deal. Sandy and I have been blessed to stay in their home. Uh, we have been a guest on their show many times, preached in their conferences, and preached on his TV show. He's been such a blessing to us. So, And I, and I consider you and, and Heidi, Sandy and I, uh, not just ministry friends, but true, true friends. Amen. Yes, true friends. And, and, and I tell you, you need you need a friend. You know, Jesus said he'd stick closer than a brother. He'd be a friend in in uh, in the time of trouble, if you will. But it's good to have good brothers and sisters that are friends, and we really uh, uh, we just value uh, our friendship with you and Sandy because you guys have really treated us well, and you but you treat everybody well. You're real down home people. We love so well. Thank you, and we I love, love we love having you down at Elevate Conference and coming down and getting oh, refilled. Man. But that's a blessing. Well, you know, I don't think people tuned in to just see us just talking about how much we love each other, although that's pretty, that's pretty cool. Uh, but, uh, Pastor, I, one of the things that I want to talk to you about, a couple of things, but the reason I want to have you on the show and the, talk about the big picture is, you know, in this world we live in, Pastor, we have social media, we have YouTube. And, then, of course, for years, you know, all we had was the mainstream media and so forth. Uh, but you and I both know that, you know, we now – have been, it's been revealed to us what we suspected for a long time is that a lot of the information that we're getting uh, in mainstream outlets is not really the big picture. There's a lot more going on. There's narratives going on. There's things that are being pushed. There's agendas that's being pushed. And Pastor Paul, you're on the front lines of making sure, not just from your own speaking, but the guests that you have on, the, of course, the legendary Mike from around the world and just so many other people that you have in your conferences on your channel. So my first question I want to ask you today, if you feel comfortable ask, answering it, is, you know, we see, of course, right now at the time of this taping, we are right in the middle of Russia coming into Ukraine and uh, launching an all-out attack against this nation, try to take over this nation. And uh, I say all the time is that we – you know, we've learned over the last couple of years after all that we've been through, and we all know what that is, uh, that a lot of the information that we got turned out to not be true. And, and the same people that told us untruths are the ones that's telling us a unified story here of what's going on, on the other side of the world. And we have to just sort of rely on that. So, Pastor Paul, can you take a few minutes to just tell us, you know, what do you think that's going on? Do you think we're getting the full picture? Is there possibly more going on than we think? Yeah, there's definitely, there's always, uh, I think, you know, Rahm Emanuel said it best, never let a good crisis go to waste. Uh, there's always other agendas, and we're not getting the whole picture. Now, obviously, Russia has invaded Ukraine, and Putin, when he shared that 12-page um, manifesto, whatever you want to call it, that speech he gave, he gave a lot of reasons why he felt obligated or had or empowered to take Ukraine. Uh, he blames the West. He says that we're encroaching too close on him. Um, he believes it's Mother Russia, and Mother Russia should be restored. He goes back to ancient times in the Bible even. Mm. So he has a lot of reasons to do what he does. But all, he can say all the reasons he wants. The problem is you cannot murder, you cannot bomb innocent women and children just. Uh, indiscriminately just just crush them and say but it's okay you know wow. the end the end justifies the means so that's one perspective 
Bishop. But we're not getting the full picture from our nation either. Come on. We're not getting the truth either from our nation. Our administration currently is is giving us bits and pieces and, and, and a lot of hypocrisy. Um, we said, I think that, uh, you know, we're still buying oil from Russia. What? Are you serious? We're still buying oil from Russia? Yeah. Yeah. See, he, he said, well, we'll stop in 45 days. What? 45 days. So we're still buying from Russia. I had no idea. We're, yeah, we're still, you know, uh, we're we're at the table. We're sitting next next arm in arm with Russia at the table with the Iranians on how to give Iran uh, a new nuclear deal and uh, and to free up 1.8 billion dollars of frozen assets for the Iranians and take the Iranians off the uh, terrorist list. This is what's being the. How do you sit next to Russia and negotiate with your own enemy while you're watching Russia destroy a nation? Um, so we're not getting the whole, we're not getting the whole. Wait, wait a minute, wait, a minute, Pastor, Pastor. I got to wrap my head around what you're saying because that's what I'm talking about. Because I guarantee you, most of the people that's watching this program do not know what you just said because they just assume that we are not buying oil from Russia anymore, and they assume that. Uh, I mean, I think I just heard you say that we are negotiating, not only we're still buying oil, but you're, we're negotiating with Iran to take them off the terrorist list so we can get their oil? Yes, yes. and we're doing it with the with the Russians oh sitting my next goodness. to us on this side of the table. Also, while we still buy Russian oil, we're talking to the Iranians about buying oil from them and the Venezuelans, which are all enemies of America. Exactly. So... <laughs> What in the We're world? We're not getting the whole story. We're not getting the whole story. So, okay. So, uh, I mean, my goodness, y'all. Do y'all hear what the man of God is saying? We're not getting the whole story. So, I want to encourage you to, you, listen, find alternative sources of news. Now, I know there's a bunch of rabbit holes out there. And I know you and I, Pastor, you know them out there, too. They're just, you know, yep. some of them just making up stuff. So, you got to be able to uh, vet it. you got to be able yep. to look at your sources uh, and and look at their years of integrity, of you know their their accuracy, and you know every once in a while people's going to get it wrong. But if people's been consistent, that's one thing I love about you, Pastor, and your channel is you've been consistent. You have a long history of consistency, of just stating the facts. You know, in yep. my in my house, I'll tell you this: that, that any time we hear of an earthquake, a, a storm, an attack. The first place we go, we pop it up. We say, if he if he ain't live now, he's gonna be on there in just a second. He's gonna give us what he has been told. So, yep. so I don't know if you ever saw yourself to ever becoming a news anchor in your life, well, but that's well, really what you've become to so many really, people. Yeah, it's kind of weird because I never even that wasn't the intent, but it, it ends up becoming that. I have it's kind of weird. People send me emails says, you know, I don't watch I don't watch news no more. I just watch yep. your channel. That's right. You're bringing me the news. Yep. Because they know I'm not going to lie to them. Right. I might get it wrong because I might I might got fed wrong info. Sure. But I generally check four or five sources. Before sure. I, That's right. You know, you sort it out and figure it out. But no, I never thought I'd be a profcaster. Now they call me. I love that. Oh, I love that. Profcaster. Profcaster. Put that in Webster. Wow. Is that a fivefold ministry gift? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> Oh, 
It might be in helps. It yeah, might be that part. That it, it is. It is. Well, you know, transitioning from that, speaking into that, ladies and gentlemen, this this man is is not uh, his ministry is not just online. This is a pastor. This is a pastor who loves souls, and that's what what I love. Uh, when my friend Delane first found you and uh, began yeah. to tell us about your channel. Uh, this the first thing he said. He said, man, this guy is talking about everything that's going on in current events, but no matter what he talks about, he always comes back to getting people saved. And that's what I love every night. I don't care what you're talking about, who your guest is. The guest gets off the program, whatever, you're going to get people saved. And every night people get saved. Every day people get saved. Pastor, you, your heart is, is souls. Your heart, your drive and everything you're doing is that. Uh, before there was an internet, you were a pastor. You were pastoring in yep. congregations, the gathering. And now as we come out of this uh, that's happened around the world the last two, couple of years, we see as a pastor as I am and many, and I pastor pastors and all this through our network, uh, around the nation, I'm sure you're seeing the same thing. Nobody's back to 100%, and nobody probably is going to – all the people, some of the people that left are probably not coming back. They say the average now is somewhere between 30, to, which is shocking to even say that on the low end, 30 to 50, 60% on the high end of return to the gathering. So as we move into such an online presence world that we're both involved in, um, mm -hmm. what is your opinion on and what do you feel like is going to happen to the local gathering as we go forward? Because I know your heart, your heart is, yeah. we cannot abandon the gathering. No. Nope. To be honest, I really believe you will see a resurgence. You will see a revival back to the, to the local church. Uh, unfortunately, the events that will happen to cause it mm, will come not on. be pleasant. Wow. Listen. America, America went back to church a 9-11. Yep. But they didn't sustain it. They, they, they did for about six months there, but they didn't sustain it. This, this deceptive move by the devil to knock everybody out of church for basically two years. Some ch churches never reopened. 20,000 churches never reopened. Listen. Thank God. Thank God for your church there in Solid Rock, Birmingham, Alabama. Great church, folks, by the way. Great church. Love that church. Thank you. Uh, is making a recovery is you're in the process of yes. recovering yes. you're ahead percentage wise over the over the national average no doubt about that wow but it's still not easy no but it will we will you know the bible says that fail not the assembling of yourselves together and even the more so when you see that day approaching so there's a day coming unfortunately just like what's happening in ukraine they can't find a bible in ukraine mm. they can't and they're begging for Bibles. Wow. Why? Because their bombs are falling. Well, <sighs> and now they want to know, well, what does the Bible say? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, I believe that you're going to see this. God has also done a purging of some. I hate to say this, but I'm going I'm to say it as easy as I can. He had to purge out some dead churches. Say it, Pastor. Come on. Say it. But then when the real, when, when, when things get intense and they are going, they're headed that way here yep. in America. Yep. People are going to go back to the churches for the for help and answers. Yes, sir. And we're going to see a major revival move and a resurgence. But but it's going to happen because of some hard times and some difficult issues coming to America. Yeah, well, you know, a, a pastor friend of mine, and you know him, you've been a part of Elevate when he's there, Pastor Miles Rutherford out of uh, Worship with Wonders Church, amazing awesome, church man. in Marietta, awesome Georgia. Preacher, man. 
Um, one of my first interviews I did on, on this broadcast, and you can go back in our archives and watch it, an interview that I did with Pastor Miles. We're talking about that remnant and the purging that you're talking about. And I'll never forget just the simple statement that he said just shook me. He said, I want to tell you something about the remnant. There's good news and there's bad news. He said, we've been talking about the remnant in the church all our lives. We've, we've heard that word remnant. He said, but the bad news is, is it is much, much smaller than we ever dreamed it would be. It's going yeah. to get down to almost nothing when it comes to numbers and the millions of when it gets down to it. He said, but the good news is it's much more powerful than you ever dreamed it would be. And and Amen. what what I was thinking about, Pastor, when you were just talking about that, about people returning to the Bible because of catastrophe and things running, what is it like the people in Ukraine? I need a Bible. I need a Bible. What does it say? Because, right. I mean, my goodness, we're, we must be living something that's in the Bible because this didn't catch God by surprise. And uh, so I think a lot about when Paul is towards the end of his ministry in the word of God, and he talks about Demas forsaking him. And yeah. then, then he talks about Luke always being with him. And then he talks about John Mark and Mark. He says, go get him and bring him back to me. He's now more profitable to me than when he left. So I feel like what's going to happen, Pastor, and I want to get your opinion on this, is uh, there's some people that's just gone. There's some people that's de- demises that are just, they've forsaken God, they're, they're gone, and I hate that. It's devastating to yep. even say that. But there are some that have, what we call the de-churched, that have left, got was sick of the religion, sick of the hypocrisy, sick of the showboating, slick-haired, shiny-shoe preachers in the entertainment right. world, which is crumbling, by the way, little by little. Yeah, you, you know, see it falling. Yep. It's falling. But now they're seeing some pe- the ones that are left are authentic because I yep. tell our church all the time, look, I want, I want you to know how much I value you because there's no telling what you had to push through to make the decision to come to this gathering. So it's mm. a big deal to me that you are here because so many made the decision not to do what you're doing. So I'm going to value you. I'm not going to preach about the ones that's not here. I'm going to preach to and disciple the ones that are. So I believe, yeah. Pastor, through your program, uh, through uh, programs that are pushing people back to the gathering, there is, there is a church that is, I want to call it a blend, where we can get information like what we're getting, those that are watching this broadcast, but yet they see the authenticity of the ones that are left that had to fight through all they had to fight through. And they're going to come back. They're going to be like John Marks. And when they come back, they're going to appreciate the gathering more than they ever have before. And to the house of God, they're going to be more valuable, like Paul said, because they've tried the world. They've tried to fill that gap and that hole, and nothing filled it. And now they nope. realize, i got to get back to the house of God. Exactly. And they will be more profitable because when they come back, they're going to be more humble. They're going to be more uh, realization that this is a we're in a real world situation now uh, and that the, the prophecies of the Bible, the end time signs Talk are to taking us. place. Yes. Tell us and something about that. Us. You can't play around. You know, one thing you said, how can we get the people? One other thing, uh, you know, I'm, I go to Indiana and I preach from my dad's church uh, when I'm up there. And then I preach two Sundays a month down in the big tent. We call it down here in Florida in, in the villages. And one thing God told me to do was take some of that footage of preaching in the big tent and put it on the television. Wow. So put it on the television show and also on YouTube. And so I started doing that. Well, what happened was people were starting to drive in, fly in from other states and come in, drive in. They're like, whoa, there's, a, there's still an assembly. Mm, come on. Still coming together. 
yet are, are hearing about the end times or the situations going on. So, and then we bring that, bringing people into the anointing. It was funny because I asked people, I said, there was like 250 people there the other day and I was preaching. I said, I wonder how many of you are, are Methodists? Stand up, okay? And there's like 30 people stood up. How many of you are Lutheran? Okay, there's another 20. How many of you are Pentecostal? Okay, there's a, there's another 40 or 50. How many of you are Baptists? And then I said, how many of you are Catholic? And this was the largest group. What? So that I said, Where, what is your background? Where did you come from? The largest group that was sitting in that congregation that morning were former Catholics who are coming to hear what's going on now in these times. Oh, my and, goodness. And they're, and they're feeling that freedom of the worship. <sighs> Something's happening, Larry. Wow. So there's we're going to see some of the Mark. Mark's coming back. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's coming back. The remnant hung in there. The remnant's going to welcome him back. Yes. But the, and then there's this sheep of another fold. I don't know how to say this. I know Jesus. That's good. Israel, but there's a sheep of another fold mm. who are saying, you know what? I, I can't eat this no more. I, I got I got to get where there's some hot bread. I got to get some manna. And I'm not, I'm not throwing off on any denomination. Yes, I'm just saying this is part of the end time harvest and the end time gathering again. Mm. Um, and what we're doing as well, one more thing, and that is I started this global uh, global revival thing that God put it in Heidi's heart, and is there's missionaries out there in the field, God bless every one of them, trying to win people to the Lord in difficult situations yes, sir. that nobody knows who they are. Right. And so what we're doing now is uh, once every two months we, have a, we go live where we plug in men and women of God in different countries and give them 10 minutes from their country to tell the good news of Jesus. Wow, Pastor. Talk about their ministry. We put their link there if so folks want to help support them. So we're, we're, we're trying to give a voice to the voiceless. But wow. God said, use the technology mm. to help bring about the global revival. And the only way it's going to work is if we work together. So wow. we're going to see it, Larry. America Church is not dead. Say it. Okay. It's not dead. Nope. You're going to see a mighty move of God. Okay. But we will be just, if you remember the early church, how powerful it was, where there's great persecution, there's great power. Yes, sir. I think I think that Brother Miles is exactly right. The church, the remnant, we will get stronger and stronger and have more and more power, but we will also receive some persecution, and, and it's going to get serious. It wow. really is. But uh, we got the victory. We're going to win this thing. Pastor Paul, you got me stirred up over here, man, because that's what I love. Because, you know, you know, I hear people all the time say, I don't want to hear that doom and gloom stuff. I don't want to hear that end time right, prophecy right, stuff. Right, right, right. But, but they don't get it. They don't understand that, number one, the testimony of Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy. So, Amen. you know, the bottom line is you've got to talk about prophecy. You've got to talk about end times because, because everybody is talking about, I want to be a part of that great revival. Well, okay, me too. But the great revival happens in the midst of the great falling away and all the signs of the end times. Are we in the end times, Pastor? Are we are we truly in the end times? Or is that just Absolutely. preacher talk? No, 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 no. We're in the end times. We are in the end times. Now, what does that mean? Is that is that 10 years, 10 months, Come 10 on. days? God's in control of the timing. It's not a timeline, it's a sign line. Mm. I'll tell you what you can see oh, I like in that, that sign line. You can see the signs that are happening. We're in the end days. You're seeing globally, you're watching uh, the wickedness of man. If you read Matthew 24, 
Jesus basically tells you yep. what's going to happen, and yep. we're going right down the line. Yep. So we're in the fig tree generation. Israel mm. was reestablished. Look, the return is going on like crazy. I was just on uh, television a couple weeks ago over in uh, Arkansas, Little Rock, with Dr. Happy Caldwell. Oh, wow. And, and Happy Caldwell, of course, uh, is raising money with John Hagee to help get Jews out of Ukraine. Mm. So I partnered in with him. I said, okay, and I'm going back to do another telethon or, or um, fundraiser to help raise the money to get the Jews out. And uh, the thing is, what I'm finding out is the church of Jesus Christ is is rising up and recognizing mm. the end days are here. Yes. Does that mean doom and gloom? No. No. This is the greatest moment for evangelism in history. What? Signs and wonders, healings, miracles, tongues and interpretation. Come on. It's going, all the gifts are going to break completely out. Mm. You can't get to the end times without the gifts of the Spirit. Woo! Back in the 70s, that was kindergarten. That's when they were training people out of work. In the oh, place. y'all better listen. Now, y'all better listen. This is it, okay? This is why we need it. <laughs> what? Did you just say? I, I got to pull a paw. What? Are you serious? Come on. Kindergarten. I'm not up. I'm not, but I'm just saying. That's awesome. You can't get through these last days without the gift of discernment. My God. That's your spiritual eye. You won't know where you're, you're, you're blind. I heard a preacher okay. say one time that, that of all the gifts, he said, I want to operate in all nine gifts, but if, if God gave me a choice of one, I'd say give me the gift of discernment. He, he, called it the super, he called it the Superman gift. He said because like Superman could see through walls and hear things that nobody could hear, that's what right. the, that's what the gift of the sermon is, and you're right because if you're if you are you know everybody's talking about be woke be woke no you need to be awake you need to be awake Thank to the you. spirit come on Thank you need you. to be awake to the spirit and Look, we've had we we've had way too many Clark Kent Christians it's time now fuel fuel <laughs> fuel injected uh, that a preach that a preach right there I mean because we need to have the power mm. that's what separates us from the world is wow. the power the 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 gifts the uh, the supernatural ability my god to defeat the spirit of darkness and uh you're on it you're on it pastor and, I, and that's why you have a church that's alive and that's why that church will grow and will continue to grow and will yes they'll, they'll come back those are, those that are coming back are coming back and those new ones that are coming are coming yes and the ones that have stayed and been tough will grow stronger yes you want yeah birmingham will be the same uh god's doing things miraculously around uh around the world yes supernaturally with people and uh this is the greatest time this is it this is the greatest time to be alive right now yes sir yes sir and look we have a lot of pastors pastor paul a lot of ministers evangelists missionaries that watch this program take about two minutes and speak to them about the importance of what of why we need their voice to not be hidden, but rise up right now. I think I think we got Amen. a word right now speaking to those pastors' lives. Amen. Pastors and evangelists and those of you out there are ministering the word of the Lord. Look, your voice is, look, without your voice, people are hearing all kinds of messages. Come on. The talking heads on television. Yes. Uh, all this different uh, political stuff that just they chew at each other. People are tired of the name, the blame game. They're tired of Washington pointing fingers. They're wanting for somebody to give some answers. They want to know, what do we do? How do we get through these times? Uh, and tell me about what God can do in my life. Tell me what Jesus is about. And yes. help me understand why, if I choose Christ, that 
Christ will get me through these uh, these times that we're in, very difficult times we're in. People need hope. Yes. And that hope voice only comes from the church. It doesn't come from anywhere else. My God. Motivational speakers are good. Uh, you know, news newscasters do all right. I mean, uh, there's some books you can read. But the voice, the prophetic voice of God is what the people need to hear. And wow. that's what they will believe, too. Yes. They'll believe that voice because they know that thing. When, when the Holy Ghost speaks, it resonates mm. in the soul. Wow. Okay. It's not just intellectual. It's in the soul. People walk out and say, I believe that. I believe what that man or woman just said. He's right. They're right. And, and uh, this, is, this is the greatest voice. So, guys, don't hide behind the four walls. Come on. I know, I know you, you can do this. You can take it many different ways. Use different technologies or different approaches. But just keep taking the, the Go you to all the world. Yes. And preach the gospel. Amen. Well, what, what we need more than anything is we don't need another echo. We need no. a voice. And we got a lot of people that's echoes. They're echoing, echoing, echoing what the world is saying, what the experts are saying. No, we need to we need to say and be a voice of what God is saying. And you said Amen. a key word in there about believe. I'm thinking about what Paul said. Paul said, you know, how can they believe in what they have not heard? Amen. And how can they hear without a preacher? And how Amen. can we preach lest we be sent? Let me tell you something. You know, John the Baptist, when he came out of the wilderness, he didn't say, hi, I'm, I'm, I'm a new prophet on the scene that you can talk about. Wow. He said, I am the voice mm. of one crying in the wilderness. My God. He didn't say, there was no hesitation. As a, and so men, men and women of God, go ahead and say it. I am the voice yes. of God speaking. And then, he, and then he said, I'm the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Prepare ye the way Prepare. of the Lord. For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent. Repent. That's a cuss word in some people's pulpits, but I'm telling you, there's there's a there's a remnant of preachers rising up that's not afraid to preach repent because the Amen. kingdom of heaven is at hand. Pastor Paul, Amen. I want to say from the bottom of my heart what a what a blessing it is that we have a man that is spirit filled, that is anointed, that is the real deal. You have integrity, you have character, you have you have longevity that is not afraid. And I want to I want to commend you because I. I know I don't know it all, but you've told me some things of the of the attacks that you come under. I mean, people don't realize, when you are a voice like this, and you are not, and you are addressing the things that you are addressing. You are you got a bullseye on you. You got a target on you. We need to plead the blood of Jesus over you and Heidi and all that you're doing in your ministry because people are trying to take you out. They're trying to pull your channel. Oh, yeah. they're, they're trying to do all. There's all kinds of stuff that that you. There's things that's happened to you that you'll never be able to say on the air. Uh, but right. some that I know about. And I'm gonna tell you guys that are watching this program. It's it's real. They are really there are there are there are true real life agendas trying to stop this kind of preaching and this kind of teaching. Uh, and, and I tell our church all the time, there's going to come a time, and I think you know it too, because of what we read in Scripture, that the powers that be are going to reach over there and they're going to flip that switch and turn us all off. We understand that. We know that's coming. We know that. So we're going to work while it's day because the night's coming when no man can work. So we're going to preach right. and we're going to teach and we're going to use every means that's before us. And, and when it's taken away, you know what? We'll go back to the way we, we did before any of this was ever here. We'll still yeah. we'll pre, we'll get on a, a street corner and without a microphone and we'll preach the gospel till we don't have a voice left to preach it. Am I right, Pastor? Amen. I'm my daddy. I remember my daddy uh, preaching uh, every Sunday afternoon after church. Come on. He preached at church, and then on Sunday afternoon, 
he would go to the he'd go out to the street in the town there and then he'd plug a microphone in and he would <laughs> preach to the crowds that were in the in the and it was like an open marketplace. Wow. He'd just stand there and preach. And they all knew he was gonna do it every Sunday. Yep. Okay. And, and they just they they would walk by, but others would stop and listen. Some some church folks would say, Pray man, you know, they'd cheer him on. But then sometimes sure. they'd unhook his microphone. Yep. They just yep. unplug it. Yep. But he just keep on preaching. He had a big voice and he just preached it anyway. You know, we will do what it takes. You'll never stop. The gates of hell will never prevail against the church. You will never stop us. Amen. And, I, and the devil knows it. You know, tomorrow, Larry, I feel like, Bishop, I feel like preaching a message on the two witnesses. Mm. But it's more than the two witnesses. Wow, come on. God's, God's saying to me, preach on the two witnesses of these end times. But ask people, but are you going to be a witness? Come on, Pastor. Can I get a witness. You know? Are we just going to talk about the witnesses or are you going to become a witness? Mm. Somebody, yeah, you know, we got to do more than just talk about it. Go, go ahead. You just right. go ahead and preach it, and you bring them to Jesus yeah. right now, Pastor. Come on, go ahead and say it. Yeah. Go ahead and say so it. I'm, I'm saying some of you out there may be watching, saying, "I, I, uh, you're right, Pastor. I'm, I've been casually involved, watching from a distance, not wanting to get my feet wet, not wanting to get out there too far, but, but at the same time, got my eye on what's going on, and that's good. But at the same time, commitment time's coming. There's no middle ground." In this war, there's as the Bible says, there's no discharge in this war. This is a war. Whether we like it or not, the, the battle is between good and evil. It's between Lucifer and Jesus Christ. And we have a choice to choose. Now, if you choose Christ and you get in there with all your heart, he will protect you, bless you, be with you, heal you, lift you up. And gives these promises that are not only to you, but to your kids and your kids' kids. I mean, we're talking about a divine protection, supernatural protection and blessing. You're blessed and highly favored. I'm not saying you won't have a battle. I'm not saying you won't have to get in the dirt every now and then and wrestle with the devil. But praise God, you'll beat him. Because if, if, if God be for us, who can be against us? And if you're out there and you're not saved, if you're not saved, listen to this. Jesus loves you. God loves you. And the church loves you. I love you. Every, every, we all love you because we know what it's like to feel like. We know what it feels like to be on the outside looking in. To not have no hope. No real direction. You don't want to try to navigate your way through these last days without Christ. And, uh, and if you choose Jesus, it's the greatest way to live that you'll ever experience. You know, just acknowledge Christ. Acknowledge the fact that we all need a Savior. We all need to be redeemed. There's none of us righteous, not one. There's none of us perfect, not one. But through Christ, we can be made perfect because we can be forgiven and our sins washed completely away. And if you believe upon the Lord Jesus Christ and call upon his name by repentance of sin and accepting the plan of salvation, Christ will come into your heart and he'll save you, he'll cleanse you, He'll relieve you of the guilt and the pain and the shame. And he'll lift your feet out of this marry clay of, of inconsistency and, and lost situation. Put you up on a, a rock, a real solid rock's foundation, which is Jesus Christ. And it'll be the greatest life-changing experience. And I've never met one person in all my years, 38 years of ministry. I've never met one person say, well, I wish I hadn't got saved. I wish I hadn't ever went got saved. People have left the church, but they never say, I wish I was never saved. Mm. They, they're, they sit up there, and you know what they say a lot of times? I wish I'd get back. Wow. I need to get back. I need to get back. 
So, folks, it's the greatest way to live. Call upon the name of Jesus Christ. Wow. And you shout. I feel the anointing so strong. So, basically, if you've never been in church or maybe you don't forgot, you just basically just call on the Lord. Jesus, I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. I'm asking you to forgive me of my sins and come into my heart right now and save me. I confess you as my Lord and Savior. It's the greatest thing that you'll ever do, and I love that. I haven't either, Pastor. I've been in the ministry for over 30 years, pastoring over 30 years, pastoring the same church 29 years, and I've seen a lot of people turn their back on the church and all of this, and they may even turn their back on God. But I've never heard them utter those words. One of the biggest mistakes I ever made in my life was getting saved. If anything, no. even even if they've turned their back on God, they're afraid to say that because there's such a respect because they remember how they felt, and most of them – uh, are coming back. I really truly believe Amen. that. Amen. Pastor, Amen. Uh, I'm going to put your links down in the description down of this broadcast of where they can right. uh, connect with you on your YouTube channel. But I do want to put the screenshot up here real quick. This is paulbegleyprophecy.com. Did I get that right? Uh, yes, you Paul, com is where you can go and get resources and so many, many different things. Like I said, I'll put that link down there. And of course, all you have to do is look for Paul Begley or Paul Begley Prophecy on the YouTube channel. I'll have it linked down below as well. It's one of the greatest YouTube channels out there. I'm telling you, y'all, I see some of these big names out there. They go live, and they might have uh, 1,500, 2,000 people live. I watch some of your shows, and you've got upwards of ten and 12,000 people watching live from yeah, all around crazy. the world. It, it is, is incredible. Pastor Paul, it has been such an honor to have you on the program. Uh, I, I hope that uh, all you non-Alabama fans didn't check out seeing these two men of God wearing these Holy Ghost uh, hats on here. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's why we have an altar call at the end for, the, for all y'all to get saved. Yeah, yeah uh, really <laughs> Hey, this is a Notre Dame fan that we converted. We're Notre Dame fans up here, but at the same time, we live in West Lafayette, Indiana, which is the hometown of Purdue mm. University. Yeah. So last, and my wife graduated from Purdue. So okay. last night we're watching Purdue against St. Peter's. We're yeah. saying, come on. Yeah. Come on. They just can't take us down, too. <laughs> they took us down. They took us down. <laughs> Well, uh, we're looking forward to seeing you real soon. Uh, And, of course, Elevate Conference is coming up. He comes down to Birmingham when he can. We'll get up to Indiana, down to Florida. I'd love to get down to Florida and be with you guys. We'd love that. Amen. Well, thank you once again, Pastor. I want to just honor you and Miss Heidi. Just give her a hug for us and tell her that we love her. We appreciate her. Uh, amen. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us on the broadcast. And thank you, Pastor Paul, once again, for being uh, our guest today. As I said, all of his information to connect with him is down below. And don't forget, don't forget that it's very, very important that you click subscribe to subscribe to this YouTube channel. Hit that thumbs up button. Helps us tremendously. Share the broadcast. Comment below and let us know what you think about the broadcast today. And uh, if you listen to it on the podcast, make sure that you follow. Give us a five-star review. That will be huge and important to us. So make sure that you tune tune in the next time that we come together for the big picture with Larry Raglan. I'm excited, excited, excited about the future. We are alive for we have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Open your eyes to the big picture. See you next time. God bless. God bless.